still getting everybody in here. I still feel like I got way too many pages open. You know when you have that feeling like, yo, right, there's just way too much shit going on right now. That's how I feel. Exactly how I feel. I feel like I still got way too many pages open. But let's go ahead. And, oh, shit. I didn't even bring Instagram in this bitch yet. I meant to. So this is my first, also my first conscious effort to remember to share the goddamn video on Twitch so that they can start being a bit on Twitch for you guys. You know, that like to watch through Twitch. You know, you know what I mean? So hopefully I remember to get this up on there. All right, we got this podcast coming on pretty soon. Wait, why does it give me some bullshit 15 second shit? That's not what I need. Discord, black, black, oh, black, uh, add live. There we go. Do all that shit. All right, we'll fuck with Instagram in a minute. Let's see. We got the website. No, we got Podbean going for the call-in hotline. We got the website going, mytsports.net. We got the video going, wherever that's on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, all that shit. All right, let's go and get the show started then so we can give it to the people. Yeah. Still feel like I got way too many goddamn things open. But you know what? That ain't a problem. This is gonna be a solution. Easy one too. Okay, you know okay. I'm gonna you know I'm gonna make you run that back, right? You wanna hear some hot? Okay, okay, okay. Big man. You wanna hear some hot takes? Let's see how woke you are. You know something about podcasts? Hell, they got me. Get me on one, man. I got these three drunk uncles with a sports podcast. They say they got fire takes. Pure fuego. You find them wherever you listen to podcasts at. If it's what they say it is, you like and you subscribe. Listen, like, and subscribe. Yeah. You know how to call into the show? Yeah, man. Do the pod beaner. You'll need headphones with a mic to call in. That's no problem, man. They'll also be at Sharky's, 8.07 p.m. on the first Wednesdays of the month. You may get some free Bluetooth. And they keep receipts or so. If anything happens in the sports world, Mighty's gonna drop a tape faster than a rabbit gets fucked. There's only three things I have in this world. My word, my balls, and this podcast. And I don't break them for nobody. My T Sports Season Chase this curtain up. And welcome back. To another edition of the My T Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Talent Throw Mardella, aka the Brooklyn Bosa, aka Tony Baritone, aka the one take one, the aka the work hard, smoke harder, if you know what I mean. It is another Fuego Day in the hottest city in the world as we're coming to you live and direct from a stone's throw away from a art, like I say, a pot bang away from Miami, Florida, folks. You'll be right down the blizzard. Hope you guys are ready for another big podcast, folks. Today is September, 
September. So David, it's, it's March 11th. They said that we was going to have highs today of 87. You're beautiful days in South Florida. Lows of 73. Shit is starting to get hot for no reason. This is season seven, episode 74, excerpt 407 of the Mighty Sports Podcast. And boy, do we have a lineup for you today. I'm telling you, the jokes are going to come today. Actually, I don't even know. You know how my phone go. You know how that shit go. You know how that shit go. And if you're listening, I thank everybody for listening. Whether you're listening on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Podbean, which Podbean is Podbean is how we use what we use for our call-in hotline. So if you want to call in and join the podcast, you can always call in by downloading the Podbean app, TikTok, Twitch, yo, anywhere, anywhere, anywhere that you can catch the podcast at. Go ahead, go ahead and like. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead and share that shit. Go ahead and subscribe. Definitely want to make sure that you can subscribe. Because anytime that you subscribe and we go live, then you hear that little bing bong noise. You know what I mean? You're going to want to make sure you get that bing bong anytime that we go on. Folks, we got a big show to talk about. I'm talking about bing bongs and big show. We got a big show to talk about today. Holy shit, folks. We had a big night in Philly last night, right? We have more NFL moves, more more interesting NFL moves. More than I, I can even think of. We got baseball returning, folks. We got baseball with their big return. Folks, they got... Folks, not only have the, they have the return, they got a bunch of big moves that they got, go, that they, that they got going on. <laughs> Right. We also we all, as you know we're gonna have our Bluetooth promo code. We got we got support for Russ. Well, I'm not understanding where that movement came from. We're gonna talk about that. We have a Watson update, a big Watson update for you. We got a Dwight Howard story that just came across the wire. Through the wire. You know what I mean? That just came through the wire the last bit before we started the podcast, folks. We have all that and more for you just in just moments. But you know what we say here on the podcast, regardless of the time <coughs> and regardless of the weather. You play to win the game. Hello? Mm, mango lemonade. It's always a good time to talk some sports. So... Start talking. Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic. My, you know, I don't know why I waste my breath for that shit. Hi, T. Hi, T. Sports. I got, I got sounders for that. <laughs> exactly. You tell them. Folks, but if it's your first time here on the Mighty Sports Podcast, before we get into any of the sports, before we get any, into any of the minutia, we like to start off every single podcast with a little birthday celebration, folks. Uh, we, uh, it's a birthday party, right? It's Friday night, and you know what the mood is, right? We're going to get a birthday party going on. But you know what I said? We're going to wish a couple of people happy birthday. But if you know us, folks, we don't do the regular birthday song. This is your first time here. Don't worry. It's not a hard birthday song to catch on to. But if you've been here before... And you know what we do here. It's your time to sing along. Hey, yo, DJ. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. As my boy Chill Will likes to say, yo, DJ My T. Drop that beat. I'm going to fuck some food up while I let this beat breathe. Yeah. Mmm. Mmm. Yeah. Mmm. 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 Mm-mm. 
know y'all wouldn't like it. We didn't come on the podcast to watch you eat and hum. Okay, I'm sorry. Let's go. Cause yeah, it's your birthday. We said it's your birthday. Check it, check it. Yeah, check it, check it. Yeah, because it's your birthday. We sing happy birthday. Check it, check it. Yeah, check it, check it. All right, we're going to go around one more time for you guys, right? One more time for you guys. Because for the people that it's your first time here, we're like, oh, damn, that actually was kind of easy, right? Where we waiting for that? That was a good wait. That was a good wait. So check it, check it. Yeah, because it's your birthday, we sing happy birthday. Check it, check it. Yeah, check it, check it. Yeah, said it's your birthday. Yeah, it's your birthday. Check it, check it. Yeah, check it, check it. Yeah. All right, folks. So you know what we do here. We like to give a birthday shout out to everybody that had a birthday since the last time that we had a podcast. And I ain't gonna lie. Like the whole time, this is the first time that we actually posted about everybody that had a birthday. We had a ton of birthdays this week, right? Earlier this week, we had a birthday for Christy and Matt. You know what I mean? Then on Wednesday, we had a birthday for Bubs. Biggie Smalls died on the night. We had no birthdays on the temple. The birthdays today, folks, we got two birthdays today. And these birthdays happen to be tied into uh, into the PPW family that got the Platinum Pro Wrestling family that, that I've been a part of for about the last, I feel like, what is it? It's been the last five years now? Four years? Four or five years, four or five years ish, somewhere around there, somewhere around there, right? And so the two birthdays I have, I have one birthday for a cha, cha, Charlie, folks. And if you guys have ever have had the had the great opportunity to watch Cha Cha Charlie, you on you know there's one thing about Cha Cha. He definitely gets a crowd pop every single time he steps inside an arena, inside of a gym, inside of, you know what I mean, whether we're doing it outside, inside, in, in outer space, in space, between spaces, Cha-Cha Charlie's going to get somebody move. Cha-Cha-Cha-Cha-Cha-Cha-Cha-Cha-Cha-Cha-Cha-Cha-Cha. Happy birthday to Cha-Cha Charlie. And also, after Cha-Cha Charlie, I also met one Lexi Gomez. I want to say happy birthday to Lexi Gomez as well, folks. So, for all of the birthdays that you heard earlier this week, you guys make sure that you hit them. Well, I see Tijuana Taxis popping in. Yo, Tijuana Taxis is the place I like to go for my foes. Yo, Tijuana Taxis, if you would like to be a sponsor of the Mighty Sports Podcast, you go ahead and you DM me. We have a space for, for you and for businesses like you where you can go ahead and get exposure to a nice little male demographic between the ages of 18 and 55. Yes, folks, we can do that for you. Not only don't like doing business with the Mighty Sports Podcast, but also like doing business with companies that support the Mighty Sports Podcast as well. You can be a mighty business, um, a mighty sports business um affiliate and get some mighty and get some mighty sports um audience members in your store today. Folks, let's continue with our birthday shout-outs, right? So cha-cha, so happy birthday to Cha-Cha Charlie. Happy birthday to Lexi Gomez. You know, you know what I mean? Big shout out to the Platinum Pro Wrestling family. We want to wish everybody a happy birthday. We hope you party hard. We hope you enjoyed everything. We hope you regret it. Mm. Hope you regret nothing. But more importantly, we hope you continue to stay my team. Yeah. Yeah. One time for the one time, what's on your mind when I do rob? Hey, let's get back into the sports, folks. Folks, oh, man, oh, man, things have been going beautiful, folks. And as you guys know, if, you, if you've been here before, like I said, like, listen, I hope this ain't your first time here. But for everybody, you guys already know that we already, we always have some kind of event, some kind of sporting event going on in the background, right? Now, I do got the, the dual TVs on, but I don't got two sporting events on. 
What I do have on, though, is, is the Knicks and Memphis game, which is going to take us right into our Knicks talk, our Knicks talk. You understand? We get our Knicks talk, our Knicks talk. You Whether, whether they're on a losing streak or they're on a winning spark, we get our Knicks talk, our Knicks talk. Whether we want to show Julius Randle in a trash can or we want to make R.J. Barrett the next man of the team, we get our Knicks talk, our Knicks talk. But also on other TV, I'm rewatching Naruto, folks, for all my anime fans out there yeah i'm re-watching I'm, I'm re-watching naruto got that shit playing on in the background just just have it going and i ain't gonna lie part of the reason why, why i'm also re-watching i re-watch episodes of naruto because i don't have to read it they're in english so like i've this new episodes of anime that i want to watch but i'm like i don't want to read that shit right now like that's, that's a lot of time that has to go that has to go into it but I digress. Let's not get too sidetracked. So when you see my eyes, when you see my eyes divert from you guys, from the audience, from looking at your lovely faces, just know that I'm watching my Knicks. And there's nothing, there's nothing more that I like to watch more than my Knicks, except for my girl. Whew. All right, so let's get right into our Knicks talk. Our Knicks talk. Oh shit! You guys don't know that flame of fame. That means that the Knicks talk is coming your way. Oh shit! Take a sip of my sippy sip. Hmm. These, these beats breathe a little bit. New York Knicks currently have a record of 28 and 38. And since my baby put her crystals inside of my of my Knicks pillowcase, I know that sounds kind of it sounds kind of sexual, but it's not. My baby put her <laughs> her crystals inside my Knicks pillowcase. My Knicks have been on a three-game winning streak, folks. And I don't know if I'm ever gonna watch these pillowcases again. Let the Knicks keep surging. And these next current surgery, we're going to have some dirty ass pillowcases on the thing. You're going to see like the whole right side of my face just going to be broken out. But my Knicks will be winning. Like, just let you know, if you see the right side of my face break out, just know the Knicks are winning. That's the only reason that's going to make that shit acceptable. Going to have my shit look like the, like the fucking dark side of the moon and shit. You know what I mean? Speaking of the dark side of the moon, let me get a light on over here. Got the right side of my face real look like the dark side of the moon. For reals, for reals, for reals, for reals. You know what? I didn't even have to say a word. My baby hopped right on, right on top of it. Like, she's about to hop on top of me later on. That's what I'm talking about. Because I didn't get that. Pour some sugar on me. So I call her sugars. Pour some sugar on that. <laughs> How you doing, baby? I know you had a rough day. She had a rough day. She was like, "Yo, I'm coming home." I, I'm, the, I, I, she, she unwind, she unwound a little bit. You know what I mean? Took a shower, got me fresh, and now she's just over there, just, just, just being the most awesome girlfriend in the world. You know what I mean? Love her to death. I love her to death. You know what I mean? Like, like that Biggie Small verse. Y'all, all you hoes calling here for my daddy, get off his dick. Like that, mommy? <laughs> for those that know. Who's calling? But I don't know. <laughs> I get it, I get it, I get it. Because <laughs> I, I know this, like, it may, it may miss some people, like, I know a bunch of people know this is, but that's also a Biggie Small skit from like his very first album, the Ready to Die album. Like I never forget, I, I never forget. Cause I remember it took, it took me forever to understand what the fuck that little kid was saying, right? But eventually I learned. All you hoes calling here for my daddy, get off his dick, like that, mommy. <laughs> I don't know why you playing games. Yo, you got, you guys know it. Like I ain't, I ain't gonna go ahead and replay the whole entire skit. Cause we got Nick's talk to get into. We got Nick's talk to get into. And the Knicks have uh, have Knicks are currently on a three game winning streak ever since I told you my baby put those crystals in the pillowcase. 
And the last game that they played, they played a, an opponent that honestly most Knicks fans thought they would probably end up losing to. Right now, they're even up against an opponent that most teams thought they'll be losing to. Last game they played, they ended up beating the Dallas Mavericks. And they didn't just beat the Dallas Mavericks, folks. They beat the holy dog shit out of them. We're talking about Bing Bong was definitely in the house that night. Like, you, you understand? The kind of beating that they gave him it should not be televised or, or it, it should not be on television something like that should only be on pay-per-view for based off how gory it was now the new york knicks were up by 30 and if you was watching this game if you was watch if you was listening to the podcast right with me when this game was going live or if you re-listen to the uh, or if you heard wednesday's podcast since then then you heard me taking track of this game because you know we don't trust the new york knicks with leads for shit we have been scorned way too many times. It's like trying it's like it's like trying the same old pickup line that never worked and it just keeps failing and you keep trying it and then every time it doesn't work, you get upset. Mm, I don't know why it's not working. Like you understand? No, that's not us anymore when it comes to the Knicks. We're not over here wondering why the Knicks keep blowing um keep blowing 20-something point leads. We just know that eventually that shit is gonna happen. As RJ Barrett comes in there with a little with, with a little baby hooky up, you know what I mean? Puts in the shop. We monitor this game heavily while we were on the podcast because i told you on wednesday that if you see my mood i wasn't drinking or nothing on wednesday so if you saw my mood shift like like from from, from exuberance to utter disgust and dismay right and and, com- and complete and, and complete like like anger and rage and you would have known that the new york knicks were all out here blowing a lead that they had no business blowing new york knicks were not they had an impressive game when i have an impressive game i'm talking like i'm not trying to impress upon you they just they just impressed us that day we're talking about in the second quarter eight minutes and 50 seconds left to go the new york knicks were up 41 to 17 they doubled up on their opponents folks that's a that, that was a 24 point lead at their point of time and it was right then and there that the first wave of fear um came upon me and i was like oh shit the knicks are gonna lose this game right chair yeah. <sighs> And I, and, I, and I kept on monitoring this. The New York Knicks currently right now up six points up against the Memphis Grizzlies. It's just about under eight minutes left to go in the third. I'm going to have to monitor this shit too, I'm telling you. Because these downfalls, these, these downfalls... Right, I, I don't I don't know how to how to take them lightly. Right, they they really do affect my mood. They really do affect my day, and they and they and apparently they, they even affect my relationship. <laughs> oh man, which is which isn't a good thing, right? Like they, they, it shouldn't be happening. But but the Knicks already are so are so embedded into my DNA that I can't even help it. Like like they they affect me. They affect me. Anything that affects me obviously affects the people around me, which ultimately means that by domino effect, they affect my my relationship. Don't let the Knicks affect your relationship. Go seek counseling. Okay? (laughs) It's too late for me. It's too late for me. But for you young Knicks fans out there... (laughs) Don't let it affect your relationship. Like, if you've been a Knicks fan since the Patrick Ewing days and maybe even beyond before, it's too late for us. We're already scarred. We already have all the emotional baggage that goes along with being a Knicks fan. We can't wash that shit away. There's not enough Erica Badu songs that we can listen to to make ourselves feel better. None of that shit. You understand? We just got to carry devil's bags. But... The Knicks have looked impressive as of late. And these are those scary days. 
to be a Knicks fan, right? Because the roller coaster is real. The roller coaster is really real. The Knicks roller coaster ride is really real. You came into this season with high expectations. And for six games, those high expectations were met. And it looked like it was going to be met and sustained. But Vegas knew something that we didn't know. And Vegas tried to warn us. But our Knicks fandom blinded our eyes to what was what was in front of us. And that was for a Knicks letdown. And let down they did. Right? Let down they did. And it got so much to, and it got so bad to the point where Knicks fans were calling for Tom Thibodeau's job. I don't hear a lot of that talk being any done anymore. They were calling for these the younger players to play more than the older uh, more than the veteran guys which everybody thought was going to be the formula leading into this system leading into this year we just thought the Knicks were going to be better but in the roller coaster ride took us that the New York Knicks were end up being really bad pretty bad like understand I'm talking about being five and one and the New York Knicks are currently right now 28 and 38. that means they went 23 for 37 since then. You don't understand how bad that is and how bad that sounds. 23 for 37. Like, damn. That's some depression shit to have to go through when you think your team is going to win 40 to 50 games that season. You know, this is some depressing shit. When you call into a New York radio station and you go on a rant saying they're going to win 50 games and the Vegas don't know what they're talking about, New York Knicks is back, baby. Yeah, that was me. New York radio, ESPN New York. I called in the Dave Rothenberg and and and, and, and Rick DiPietro show. I was over there swinging my big pot energy around. But the Knicks, again... They, the thing about roller coaster rides, they go up, they go down, they come up again, they give you thrill, anxiety, they give you relief. And for some time, really, you stop caring as a Knicks fan. You're like, you know what? Fuck them, fuck you, fuck them, fuck you, and fuck this bullshit. I'm done. Joke's on us, right? Because every time that we think that we're done with them, they pull us right back in. And here we are with the New York Knicks with a three-game winning streak. That's all it took, a simple three-game winning streak. And the belief is there again. As the New York Knicks sitting in the 12th spot. And it's, and I told you, the belief is there because it doesn't matter at this point if they make the playing game. Where we're at now as a Knicks fan is that the way they play right now could be a direct correlation to how they start off the next season or how they play the next season. This is one of, and we said it last time in the pocket, this is one of those few times where momentum from the end of, from last season could roll into the next season. That's how, that's normally what they call, they don't use fancy words for us like correlation and shit like that. They say momentum. We all understand what momentum is, right? So. <laughs> so boobies. Little ones. The ones I like. I saw boobies that I like. Y'all hear him lying for the ones that didn't know him for a long time. 
knows that Talon has an obsession with Tete's Tutus. Tete's. For those that really know me, shut know that I'm really, it, I'm, I'm really like more like shut badass up. Billy Gunn. That's how you know he's lying, everybody. <laughs> As you were saying, he was talking about some. Um, So, <laughs> this is one of those few times where momentum from last year can really go into, can really feed into next year. Because the momentum that we're building right now is based yeah. all around the young talent. You understand? There's no more Kimba. There's no more Derrick Rose, right? We understand that you have to kind of play Julius Randle. We've learned to accept M um, Evan Fournier. Right, even though Evan Fournier seems to be getting less and less minutes. All right, we're seeing less Taj Gibson. We're seeing less Nelson Noels or Nelson Newells, whatever his name is. I don't know why his name is Noels because when we had him in the store online, we took a lot of L's, a lot of L's. Yeah, just relax, okay? Relax. So. For the sorry, Naruto shit. For the New York Knicks, right? We want them to. We just really wanted to see these young guys play because we knew that these young guys that we have, we thought these young guys that we have could actually. They're like, are they? Are these were the young guys that would need to be on the court to develop? They needed more playing time for them, as anybody really does. But we had belief in them developing as young guys yes the fuck is all this coming through i'm trying to figure this shit out my damn self who the fuck is blowing me up is that you go puff that is go that, that is that is go puff go puff because i i think it's because confirmation receipt kato right i think because i'll be in south florida every time go puff send me some shit they send it to me in english and in spanish I don't know if it's just me or what, <clears throat> or if it's our, it was my area. So, like I said, the roller coaster ride is a weird one right now because the Knicks, Knicks, the New York Knicks cannot make the play-in tournament right or postseason play, and we can honestly, ooh, Jama Rant. Ooh, Ken, was it Kyle Anderson? Just um, grab the board, grab the ball. Shit, he ain't travel. No fouls. See Kyle Anderson um grab the rebound and push the ball um push the ball up the other way. He pushed it up and tried to throw an alley oop over to over to John Morant. John Morant couldn't finish off the alley oop though. That was, it was crazy. It was crazy because he really couldn't just he could he really could he didn't have control of the ball coming in. But John Morant gets gets his ball back. Right, dishes the ball back to Kent, to Kyle Anderson, who's underneath the basket. Kyle Anderson pumps three times and he gets a foul. And he misses one of, and I don't know if that was an and one or not. Didn't get a chance to see that, but I did see that he missed his free throw. I don't know if that was the only free throw. It was the second free throw. See Kyle Anderson putting more pressure on the ball handler again, really more pressure on Taj Gibson. And Taj Gibson gets the ball up to her early. You see Evan Fournier comes off of a curl, hits it and comes off a curl and bangs it down for a three point. The New York Knicks go up eighty one to seventy four, folks. Seven point lead. Just about four thirty left in the game. 
I got to tell you folks, just like the last game, we're going to continue to take notes of the New York Knicks of this of this score, just to see like how close, what kind of lead they had, what kind of lead they may have blown, and and it's kind of kind of show you here on air just the kind of trials and tribulations, the problems that we have being a Knicks fan sometimes, right? And I feel like every 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 fan has this, <clears throat> but I stated before, the Knicks. The Knicks can finish off this season making the playoffs, making the play-in tournament, and it would definitely be a great thing because we would say, like, damn, they, they played their ass off. It's the tangible, right? Making the play-on, making the play-in tournament, right, or postseason play, that's the tangible results of hard play and buying in and getting better. But I'm telling you right now, the way that the New York Knicks have been playing these last four games, including this game right now against Memphis, right, they – cannot make the playing tournament and it still be considered at the end of the season based off of how low we went because it's a roller coaster we started up higher and then we came down and our expectation now came back up here and then we so we now end up realizing that okay ooh, somebody oh oh somebody has some nice um i keep forgetting um adams there we go Adams has a nasty scratch on his neck. They had to check him out and make sure it wasn't bleeding. <laughs> right? So, Knicks fans. Hey, these these last, where are we at? We're at 50, we're at 66 games. So, this game is going to make game 67. So, these last 15 games, they are actually real important. We have the opportunity to catch teams like Atlanta possibly right Washington right those guys can be can be caught it's just if the Knicks can play consistent basketball to end out to finish off the season they they blow Dallas out 107 to 77 for completely blew them out and what we have been seeing more than lately right is that hey no. Right? What we've been seeing lately is that... You guys don't understand where I'm going. What, what we've been seeing lately... I forgot what we've been seeing lately. I said this so many... I, I forgot my train of thought. <clears throat> All right? What, what, we, what we used to been seeing lately is... Is Luka Doncic having these incredible games, Right? And, and and he's had like these 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 he's been putting on thirty five plus point games thirty five plus point games thirty five plus um plus point games to all right to finish out like to to ever since Christoph Porzingis has been gone you've seen Luka Doncic take his scoring up to a higher level right putting up a massive amount of, putting up a barrage of 35-plus point games that has really helped propel him. That has really helped propel him into some of the, um, into, into the scoring leading talk for his year so far. Right? And even... Even with that kind of momentum, and you see, and you, and you see, and you see Luca, right? And and you see Luca on, on this little, 
hot streak as of as of sorts, right? The New York Knicks were. <laughs> the New York, the New York Knicks still found a way through their defense, their intensity, and, and I'm saying there's something there's something to be said about young talent, right? Because they are playing a little bit harder, they are playing with more energy, right? And that new influx of energy becomes what's in, infecting the team now. Instead of it being lethargic, the, the, the lethargic energy of Julius Randle or the slowed down pace and energy of Kimball Walker. You know what I mean? Like that's the reason why even Derrick Rose even probably helped so much last year is that he has an electrifying style of play that automatically kind of adds to the burst of the team. Those other guys, right? The Fournier's, the Kimball Walkers, right? The, 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 the Kimball Walkers and, 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 and someone, and, and even Julius Randle, right? Right to to, to 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 even hold everybody accountable. Those guys don't necessarily bring that the natural the natural the same energy that you need. Right, Luka Doncic was just fairly short of what of, of what he's been doing, but still managed to put up thirty one points. It was just that he started he they, they started off slow. They started off ridiculously slow that they couldn't make shots to begin um to, um to begin uh, to begin the game. And the New York Knicks just jumped on them early. Now the thing about jumping on teams early, you have to maintain that. R.J. Barrett finished with 18.7 rebounds. Julius Randle finished with 26 points, 8 rebounds. Emmanuel quickly finished with 9.6 rebounds and 6 assists. I think we even saw Deuce McBride play for like 22 minutes. Only put up about 4 points or so, but you can see his impact on the defensive end of the, uh, on the, defensive end of, the of the game, right? Defensive end of the ball, where we talked about this. We see him guarding Jalen Brunson for a good portion of the game. Jalen Brunson goes 3 for 12, Right? All of the other pieces around Luca is really struggling. Like, let's be honest with you. Once you take, if you take Luca off this team, to be honest, and, and this team is forty and twenty-six, and trust me, they just lost Christoph Porzingis. They just lost Christoph Porzingis, right? Probably like fifteen games ago. But you take Luca Doncic off this team, and the Knicks actually a better team. Like, if you it, it, honestly. If you take Julius Randle and Luka Doncic off of this team, not only does this team look, not only do both of these teams look different, but New York Knicks is probably a whole better team than they are. They have slightly more talent. And the crazy thing about it, the, Memphis, um, the Dallas Mavericks have at least three players that used to be on the Knicks. <laughs> it, it may be down to two now. I'm not quite sure. Actually, no, no, it may still be three. I'm not quite sure with the removal of Christoph Perzingas where they left them at. I do remember at one point in time it was what it was it was Reggie Bullock, and then it's Tim Hardaway Jr. and then Christoph Porzingis, and I also thought they had that that small little point guard that we had, Burke. His name was it's not Alex Burke. One of the, one of the, I think saying something Burke. Mm, mm, mm. Trey Burke, that was his name. So. So if they still have Trey Burke on their team, then it's three. If they don't have Trey Burke on their team, there's only two. But still, I did, they're basically New York Knicks South. Now, tonight they play Memphis, right? And this is where the what-ifs come in, right? And, and before we get into the what-ifs, <laughs> 
I don't know if you guys saw, if you, if you guys had a chance to see on one of the announcers for the Memphis Grizzlies as he came in, as all I can say is he came in trying to be Clyde Fly, right? Of where, ooh, nice. Nice job by Emmanuel. No, RJ Barrett. Another one. I'm not quite sure if that was the end of the uh, end of the quarter of Memphis Grizzlies had to take a timeout. But that played it like it was a nice little mad dash. Because right before that, Evan Fournier came and hit another three-pointer from the top of the key. You see this ball being pushed by Julius Randle off on the wing, giving up to R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett gets a, yeah, gets a nice little bucket before the quarter ends. Going into the fourth quarter, folks, the New York Knicks have a 10-point lead. I got to see if that was 91-81 to 81 or what? It must be 91-81. to 81. <clears throat> Something like that. So now to take on so the ring announcer for 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 Memphis tried to try to do what I call he tried to be Clyde Fly right he put on a suit a jacket suit combination yet ninety one eighty one Knicks put on a combination that as we know as, as we know as, as as New York fans right as as Knickers we know that Clyde um that 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 Clyde Frazier that he he likes to. Now, he likes to dress very flashy, right? Even from his days as a player, he was always known as for flashy mint coats and hats and, and fashion and things of that nature. And then he became an announcer, and he's always been known for wearing some very unique um, jackets or suit combinations, right? I like to call a lot of that stuff that I wear, like Craig, um, Sega Strong, but it, but it also could be Clyde Fly as well. And I'm going to start making sure I give some of that credit to Clyde as well. <laughs> so you guys, as, as, as I only could describe it as a, the broadcaster trying to be hashtag Clyde fly. Right. And, and, and he failed. He just happened to be a field of 10. Ooh, shoot. Did he miss that? Folks, man, it looked like the New York Knicks had a fast break. Ooh, this, this is some, <laughs> you have to see what just happened here. New York Knicks had a fast break, right? Julius Randle. Had the um, had the ball in the in the fast break or got the ball in the fast break with just about like a step or two to be able to finish off the be able to finish off the break. He misses the dunk, a nice little two hand dunk. It rim it bounces off the back of the rim. Memphis Grizzlies come back in in their rotation, right? They come back in their rotation and they try to throw a nice little alley oop in transition as Julius Randle didn't come back on didn't get back on defense in time so it's a 5 on 4 situation and they botched the alley oop so they come back down court where obviously Julius Randle is the first man back down because he never got back on defense right so <laughs> you see Evan Fournier now th- tries to throw an alley oop to Julius Randle Julius Randle has wants no part of this alley oop he just catches the ball he pump fakes once Kyle Anderson um, bites for the pump fake he goes into him Julius Randle and one New York and then he makes the free throw New York Knicks up 94 to 81 and we just see John Morant come down the, um come down the lane all wild and willy nilly and he ends up missing his shot um RJ Berry gets the ball back and he misses and, and on the fast break he misses his as well the ball goes around the rim a couple of times and the New York Knicks get um, get a tip in twice one missed um get to two tip ins I should say the first tip in missed by 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 Mitchell Robinson but that one as that one rims out and is recovered by Julius Randle and he's and he gets rewarded for the points New York Knicks up 96 to 81 
um, and then Memphis Grizzlies guard John Moran. He decides to take the ball, slows down the um, slows down their offense. They've been a little bit, um, they've been a little fast paced and out of control their last couple of possessions. You see him take his man off the dribble, elevate into the air, change the um, switch up directions, and makes a nice easy scoop at the rim, folks. You see Kyle Anderson play defense on Julius Randle's long three pointer as he runs all the way back down the court for a cherry picking deuce. New York Knicks up 96 to 85. Timeout, New York Knicks, 29.3 seconds left to go in the third. I ain't gonna lie, I thought the fourth quarter had started. <laughs> Wagwan, Shooks, Wagwan. Let's you know what, let, let, let's, let's do this test right here. Like, can you hear me, Shooks? Can you hear me? I never, I never know what's going on with Podbean. Podbean has it has its own mind. Like, it'd it be making up its own shit. <clears throat> so, this game, right, is part of the roller coaster ride with Memphis, right? It's part of the what if. Because if they beat Memphis now, you realize that on this seven-game road road trip that road swing that they've had, right? They would have lost their first two games, and then it would have been them winning their next four on the road. Beating, I know I know one game is against Sacramento, but then another game is against the LA Clippers, and another game is against the Dallas Mavericks, and then this game would be against the Memphis Grizzlies. And that's a nice little win streak or, or yeah, a nice little win streak to have or a nice little series of wins to have against, against these opponents. It's good on my end. Thank you, baby. Appreciate it. Love you. Love you with all my heart. All my heart. My heart. Mm. So what if what if the Memphis, what if the New York Knicks beat the Memphis Grizzlies? What does it say about the New York Knicks? See, what it what it does more than anything else is that it gives Knicks fans more hope. Bless you. I see Achoo Achoo just popped into the room. It gives Knicks fans more hope, and then. Obviously, it makes us more rampant, or more rapid, more rampant. Yeah, we're like rabid dogs. Rabid. There we go. <laughs> it makes us more rabid, and then that's, that's that builds back into the belief system. And now we're back riding that roller coaster up high again. When do we fall off? That's what I. That's what I mean. That fall off may not happen again this season even if they don't make the playing tournament and if and, and based on how they've been playing right now if they can keep playing like this putting forth the effort that they're putting in right now they're gonna win more games than they're gonna lose so even if they fall short of the playing tournament but they continue to play like this it's a win for knicks fans if they make the playing tournament they lose in the first round it's a win for knicks fans you understand as long as they keep playing like this it's a win for Knicks fans, what they couldn't continue doing was playing how they were playing. We're playing how they were playing in the middle of the season when they were still trying to get all of the squeeze all of the juice out of their vets. Your juice, your, your vets are juiceless. 
I'm sorry. You look like the, they look like lemons after all the juice has been squeezed out. You all know what that looks like. That's that's what these vets are now. You can't squeeze you can't squeeze shit out. They don't have no more juice. All, all, all you're doing is rubbing pulp at this point in time. You're rubbing used up pulp, and used up pulp basically basically relates to used up cartilage and knees. You gotta give those guys a rest. They're done. Let's put them into the pot and let them and let, and let them marinate and let, and let them just add to the flavor. Now, let's talk about a rumor that I heard. Again, brought up today about the New York Knicks. And of course, it is being brought up by one Brian Bad Blowjob. I'm sorry, not Bad Blowjob. Brian Windhorts. I'm sorry, because when I get wind, that hurts. That sounds like a bad blowjob to me, right? But that blow hard cock, LeBron James cocksucker of a reporter and analyst and, 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 and flapping head, Brian Windhurst. I heard him in once again a conversation involving the New York Knicks and a trade talk. And I'm telling you right now, anytime this guy talks, I absolutely hate it. There's not a there's not a lot of voices that I truly absolutely dislike when it comes to when it comes to my sports. We all know that Reggie Miller is one of them. Right? Tom Brady is probably another one. Brian Winhurts is 100%. Oh, that's good. The other one as well. When he talks, I can't stand it whatsoever. It makes me want to throw up. Now, the trade that I hear, again, is for one Zion Williamson. Uh, see, if you've been here to this podcast before, you already know what kind of trigger that is. And you already know that I should not be buying into anything that Brian Winhurst says when it comes to the New York Knicks. Don't like him, and I shouldn't even listen to him. Right? Excuse me. And you guys already know how I feel. I feel like I've already discussed this issue about Zion Williamson and the Knicks already this week. If it hasn't been this week, then I've done it within the last two weeks. I've done it this month already, so the month of March. There's not much for me to say. Hold on, it's for you guys watching. I'm sorry, I had to put my dick from underneath my leg. There's not much for me to say, right? So I'll tell you what they said. They asked, what would it take to get Zion over to the Knicks? And as you guys already know, I don't want Zion on the Knicks. I know some of you may think I'm crazy, deranged even, but I've already given you my reasons. As a Knicks fan, you really don't want Zion on the Knicks. It would be like having Christoph Porzingis all over again. And just remember all of the things that you thought about Christoph Porzingis and his iffiness. And now apply that to Zion Williamson, the number one draft, the number one pick in the draft. And tell me how he how he's gonna be received and how you're gonna feel about him. Doesn't matter if his two boys are here, especially when he can't play with his two boys. Because from what I've heard, for this draft, for this for to get Zion to the Knicks, which I don't understand why you would want to do that. The talks start at RJ. 
and four number ones. I'm going to let that do its beanie man for you and sim simmer. And when that thought process has pulled around your brain and its beamer, we will continue talking. But just so we don't have dead air on the, uh, to, to limit as much dead air as possible on the podcast, right? They said those talks were going to start at RJ Barrett, which is where they lost me already. And four ones. Where is the other place you lost me? Because right. we we know as Knicks fans, like, there's no way in holy hell we're trying to give up four ones for Zion. Maybe three. Maybe three. As Julius Randle takes a hard drop to the lane, then like he then like he make it. Look like Steve Adam is making his way back to the court. He had to go back into. He looked like he had to go into the back for a while, not for the scratch on his neck, but looked like he left due to like some kind of lower leg injury. Julius Randle currently has thirty points on ten for twenty two shooting. Knicks Knicks up right now. Julius Randle missed the free throw. Knicks up right now, ninety nine to ninety two. And now we're in the fourth quarter with about nine forty five left. We'll keep we'll keep track of this next game. I tell you, I'm t- I got guarantee. In the second hour, we'll go into every everything else. Zion to the Knicks doesn't make sense to me anymore at this point in time. Not if I'm giving up RJ Barrett and four number ones. That's five young players you're talking about for 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 a guy that hasn't played in three years. Like, I'm sorry. I can't help this. I can't help this. I can't help this. I'm seeing orange and blue. 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 Why in the hell would you want RJ? Why the hell would, would you want Zion Williamson at this point in time? Especially if you're talking about giving up five young players. I'm sorry. I'll rather, I'll rather roll the dice on these five young players over the next three years that the New York Knicks will have. I'm t- and they already have one in R.J. Barrett. We think R.J. Barrett has, has officially lived up to being a number three pick in the, in the NBA. If you've been watching what he's been doing this whole entire calendar year, yes, you 100%. You're like, okay, yeah, R.J. Barrett, is, Barrett is, is living up to being the third overall pick finally, especially on a team that didn't have any kind of coach or direction in their first year, didn't prioritize him in the second year, and just started thinking about him in the third year. And even then, they were trying to give more minutes to Kimball Walker and Derrick Rose and Nerlens Noels and oh, whatever his name is, Nerlens, Nerlens, Nelsons, Nerlens, Nerlens, and Taj Gibson. As they're trying to find minutes for those guys, Alex Burke and Evan Fournier, Fournier. Go look up the meaning of Fournier. I think it's him. I think it was Fournier. That had the weird last name. Go look up. Excuse <coughs> <coughs> me. Go Google the word Fonier. Right? That's Evan Fonier's last name from the New York Knicks. Go Google that shit. Or go look it up. You'll be in for a nice little treat, if I'm not mistaken. 
so that so this is also the reason why I don't like hearing anything from Brian Windhurst, to be honest with you, because Brian Windhurst, like his name says blowhard. Right? <laughs> Windhurst, blowhard. Right? Like, like that it sounds like listen, Windhurst, black blowjob. It's, it sounds like all he does is suck dick for a living and, and give out bad information. It sounds like 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 Brian Winter sounds like the chick that the, the chick from the block that everybody regrets smashing because the moment you smash that she done told your whole business. And you all know who that chick was. Right? <laughs> and after Tom, the reason why anybody even knew is because she done shared her secret with you. A little secret that, that she passes on to everybody that she sleeps with. If you know what I'm saying? It's not Victoria's Secret. So, nah, I don't want to hear it. I am not here for the Zion talk. I'm not here for Zion trades. I'm not here for the Zion moves. As they're highlighting RJ Barrett right now as well, as you see him. With a plethora of finishes at the lane, um, they didn't show his numbers or what his uh, what he has um, scoring wise so far. I'm pretty sure that we'll get those numbers in just a bit. You see, Art, you see Julius Randle working, 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 doing what he does: dribble, 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 spin move, pump fake shot, and God damn, John Morant just threw through the fucking lane. Shit. What up, boys? Grease lightning. Fuck. He had the ball. He dribbles past Eric, dribbles past Mitch, dribbles passes Emmanuel quickly. Thank God Emmanuel quickly took the foul right there. That should not be in continuation. Uh, it wasn't. Okay, good. Dribbles behind his back, blows by quickly as he takes a three-pointer right now to get to, to, to go and finish to the lane. Thank God Emmanuel quickly took the took the foul at the top of the key. See, um, save the easy basket. Um, see, save the Knicks an easy basket that, was about, uh, that he was about to score. And then he settled for a long range three. You see, you see, oh, RJ Barrett working his man, working his man, working his man. And folks, he gets he drives to the lane, gets a scoop underneath to, to Mitchell Robinson, and Mitchell Robinson gets blocked at the rim. He got clobbered and fouled. But folks, he was at the top of the rim. You see, you see John Morant come back down the court again, pull the same move, come underneath, um, go behind the back end, folks. But this time he gets held up and he has to pull the pull the ball back out and he resets gets it over to his man number 46 who drives to the lane double clutch and look he gets the basket Knicks 99 96 eight minutes to go in the quarter folks we have a nice close game and, and the Knicks are playing it well and folks Emmanuel quickly off the pick <laughs> off the off the pick he, he shoots a three but folks they call an offensive foul on Mitchell Robinson and that's probably and it was probably a frustration and probably one of those frustration fouls too, folks. They call the offensive foul on Mitchell Robinson as he sets a hard pick and he sends, and he sends. Nah, that wasn't a bad pick at all. That wasn't a bad pick at all. But it was the way that John Morant went falling is the reason why they, is the reason why they end up calling a foul. But if I'm looking at that, I don't think that's I don't think that's a foul at all. John Moran, John Moran, hey, you can see the intensity of this game picking up. I ain't gonna lie. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of inclined to want to stop this podcast right here and right now so I can watch the last eight minutes of this game in peace and with sound on. Because you're starting to see the intensity of this game starting to pick up um, for, for both teams, for, for the New York Knicks and for John Moran. <laughs> As I say both teams. But but what always happens is that you see John Morant explode on this team. He literally, he literally shoots out of the screen. And if you're the New York Knicks, I understand that right now we're talking about John Morant 
We're talking about R.J. Barrett, and we're talking about Zion Williamson, who was the number one, two, and three pick of their respective of, of the same draft, right? What was that? Three years ago in 2019, as John Moran just airballs a three-pointer, folks. Nick's still up 99-96 with seven and with seven and three quarters of a minute left. <clears throat> so I'll end up talking next to next until the end of this podcast if I if I don't shift gears right now. So let's let's go ahead and drop another and drop another drop another segment into the drop zone for us real quick. You know, I need it. I need I thought I had that somewhere. I still feel like I have one too many motherfucking screens open. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Like, that thing just looks weird. Oh, you know what? There it goes. There it goes. Now I'm back. I'm back at it. All right. So let's go ahead and switch gears. And let's talk something very interesting all right Let, let's talk about a league that we weren't sure if <clears throat> they were going to be playing games this season or we weren't sure when they were going to be playing games this season let's, let's go ahead and load that up let's go ahead and drop another topic into the drop zone all right baseball is back people Baseball is officially back. And they came back with a bang. Like, like, you understand? It's one of those few times where you're like, what? You normally, you may not even really realize what, what these guys are fighting for. All you really hear is the money, the money, the money, the money, the money. And, and money was involved there. Right? Money was involved. They raised the... They raised the minimum threshold. They raised the maximum threshold. They raised it. They they raised all of it, right? So everybody kind of got. My last video paused. Why? Everybody kind of got a little, kind of got a little bit of what they want, and every and some people and some people didn't get what they want. So there was give and take on both ends, but a lot of things happened. So they've called off the lockout, right? Right, they call up. They call it the lockout, and Memphis Grizzlies have officially taken the lead, folks. With six minutes to go, six minutes left to go in the game, right? It is one hundred one to one hundred two in favor of Memphis. <clears throat> Don't know what's going here, going on here on on Instagram. Instagram doing its own thing right now. But baseball is back. They said that they've 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 suspended their they've canceled their lockout, and they are officially gonna start on April seventh, right? Can can we go? Like you know what though? Because this honestly should be a. Right, this is definitely I love to see a segment of the week. The fact that the fact that baseball is gonna be back because honestly, baseball was. In a what was in a phrase on a or yeah in a phase where we were like you know what we don't give a fuck about you enough for you to not be playing and if you don't if you do keep canceling games and and they were canceling the first set of, they had canceled like the first ten games or so right and 
And we were talking about losing games where they were gonna try like this new thing with with Alex Rodriguez and the voice of the of, of the of the Yankees, Michael K, which I wasn't gonna watch because I don't fuck with Alex Rodriguez for shit. You know what I mean? But oh, half off breakfast for March Madness. And one dollar Dave singles at Wendy's through the app. Oh shit. <clears throat> so baseball really needed to get their shit together because just more and more, you keep losing more and more people. Like it's bad enough that okay, if it wasn't like sometimes if it ain't if it ain't the Yankees, I was really watching baseball, right? Those the big matches that baseball have, I'm not seeing. I, I, that's on the register. There's other things going on at that time. And this podcast, we generally don't hear during baseball season either. So there's going to be a lot of baseball that wouldn't have been missed. Would have found a whole bunch of other things to occupy my summer. The big three, the Olympics, um, soccer. <laughs> you understand? Other things to f- try to fall in love with. Like this is March Madness. We got we got the tournament going on. All kinds of shit. Like fuck you, baseball. If you don't want to, if you don't want to come on right now. But they came back, and LeBron James's eight assists from becoming the first player in NBA history with thirty thousand points, ten rebounds, and ten thousand assists. I'm telling you, LeBron James. These last, these next two years, we're going to be on, on massive LeBron James watch. And it's crazy. It's crazy. We're going to talk about a little bit more about LeBron James later on the podcast. So Major League Baseball didn't just have a lockout. And it was for minute reasons. There were major changes. There were real changes. Real changes made to baseball. Real things that happened. To make us want to watch baseball, right? So not so 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 like like I said, the money is is secondary. So fuck what they what they said for, that was going to be the, the minimums, and fuck what they said is going to be the new maximums, and, and 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 but those did change significantly, significantly, right? I think from like six hundred and sixty three thousand or some shit like that up to like seven hundred and seventy five thousand, some ridiculous shit like that, right? I mean, even from more different, like five hundred fifty-three thousand. Come on, man, you quickly. You got the, you got the. What is it? Another offensive foul? I knew y'all Knicks keep keep getting keep getting um called for moving picks or offensive fouls on these picks. They're setting bad screens. I mean, granted, it's the kind of screens and kind of picks that makes a team and that makes opponents have to keep their head on a swivel, but. In a one possession game where the Knicks are up 104 to 102, and they could have possibly been up 107 to 102 to make this a two possession game, right? With just under five minutes to go in the game, they they cause another offensive foul or another foolish foul, and they give the ball back to Memphis. And John Morant gets right into the middle of the lane. He just can't make the chippy. It's a double clutch shot from about 14 feet away, folks. And they get that ball over to damn. What do you got to do to get a call while driving to the lane in this game? Shit. Memphis takes a quick three. And draws the foul from Julius Randle. Whoa. What was that about? What was that about, folks? As we're, as we're taking a look into this. But look like Julius Randle may have walked directly. Like as, 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 as Jared Jackson, I love this podcast. And this podcast loves you. Right, as it looks like Jared Jackson was was walking into. Keep on, Jared Jackson. Is that his first name, Jared? 
Yeah, but Jared Jackson was walking, um, um, did a walking walk up three point shot. Looks like Julius Randle just was just underneath him a little too much. And folks, they draw the foul. Now he gets three shots to go ahead and, and three attempts to go ahead and give his, his uh, team the lead in this game, folks. He makes his first one. The game is tied 104 104. And makes the second one. And. Oh, yeah, that's right. He could do 104 to 102. Yep, so he makes all three. Now Memphis Grizzlies are up 105 to 104 over the New York Knicks, folks. So baseball is back, right? And he said, like, baseball is back, and they didn't discourage. They they really tried. Remember, like, this whole year, wait, like, we've been real critical on baseball. And one of the things we've been critical on baseball because we keep saying that regardless of what they do, they always get it wrong, right? Regardless of what good they try to do, they're still always targeting the wrong demographic. And, and biggest example, and I, and I always I always forget the second one, right? Because because it's not the biggest example, <laughs> but they did the Field of Dream games, right? And it was supposed to be this nostalgic effect um of, of, of for baseball, but nostalgic for who? None of these kids know know what Field of Dreams is. Like like, like one of my co-hosts, I'm one of my co-hosts on, on on this show, right? He has two sons that play baseball. One of them is 16, another one is like 12. Neither one of them know what Field of Dreams, and they love baseball. Now, when they saw it, right, there was a nice little reference that came about. It was like, oh, okay, this is cool and shit like that. They had no clue what the fuck, why it was cool. I wouldn't be surprised if Field of Dream streaming went up like 100% during that time. But what was baseball? How did baseball benefit from Field of Dreams, the, the movie, um, getting their numbers up? They were playing towards people like me. And I know I don't look it, but folks. I'm a man. I'm 40. So why are you telling it to my demographic? Age, that is. They don't care about black people enough. <laughs> Age, that is. <laughs> like, why are you like, why are you telling it to my demographic? And the demographic older than me. When you should be telling it to the demographic more of my co-host KJ. And the ones younger than him. That's where you should be going with this. But baseball, this time they got it right. They extended the playoffs. More teams in the playoffs. More teams in the playoffs. Meaning that less teams have an opportunity to tank. And obviously... There's more teams that are going to be trying to do moves at the trade deadline as we see how this is effective. This has affected football and basketball as um, in recent in recent years, right? Makes teams want to be more competitive towards the end um, towards the end of the year. They've also removed. They're also going to have a draft lottery, folks. A draft lottery. So now, you, so now you just can't have the worst record and get the and get the overall number one pick anymore. No, 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 no. They're implementing a draft lottery as well. So now they're going to force you to be more competitive. And now being the worst team can't guarantee you the best, um, um, the number one pick anymore. Complete changes, complete changes, complete changes. And extra innings, there's our 11th inning, whatever, whatever inning it was, there's no more man installed on second base. That shit is going out the window. That shit's Fugazi. But instead of having no more men on base, they're going to have larger bases, folks. Larger bases. Wow. Like I, I like, I didn't even think. I didn't even think that 
haven't haven't the bases that the size that they are now was even a problem. We're gonna have larger bases. Then it's gonna be also the National League is gonna accept the 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 the, the, the American League DH rules, right? So no, so no longer are we gonna see pitchers hidden anymore. They're gonna have designated hitters. This is all crazy, folks. So we're talking no man on second. That's my new. But we're gonna have twelve teams. We're gonna have an extended temp, twelve teams into the playoffs. Top two teams in each um in each league, right? American League, National League. Now the top two teams are gonna get a bye. We got no. We we uh, we got the, we got the, we got now international DH. So the National League is gonna have now um, a designated hitter. We got larger bases. And probably the most important thing of them all, we got a pitch clock, a pitch clock, a pitch clock. So now get your ass up here and get this ball out of your hands. <laughs> they already started implementing penalties for like not having to throw the ball to other base. You know what I mean? For, to other people for no reason. I get this ball in and out, but now there's a pitch clock. Um, now I ain't gonna lie, that John Morant thirty points for tonight. And they're currently up 109-106 against the Knicks. With just about 250 left. So, let's get this. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Shit. And this was what? 106 to 109. Looks like Memphis is going to try to get try to give this game up easily at all. Right? So... That's a complete overall. And did I also mention that I also, I'm sorry, I keep I keep forgetting to mention that there's going to be no shift. There's going to be no shift either. Right? You can't shift your whole defense to go, which I'm going to tell you something, right? Again, it's about speeding up the game and about pace of what you see. What you see happen here, right, is a lot about quality of the sport and pace of play. They really focused on the quality of the sport. And how it's been looking. And you can tell they've been listening to the criticism over the last five, ten years and realizing that America's favorite pastime is no longer America's favorite pastime. That has now moved over to football. Now you're just one of the top four sports. And you're kind of falling between number three and four and hoping not to get passed by soccer. Like that's your problem now. So they took a they did a lot of Change a lot of changes to the game, a lot of change to the pace, and change to the quality of what we're watching. As John Morant flies to the rim, dishes it out to the corner. That corner goes to the top of the key. Open three, they miss it, and now but they get an offensive board. Two minutes left in the game. Knicks down by five. Memphis has one hundred and eleven points, and Memphis has the ball back to reset. We see a nice little chippy by by a Memphis player, and nope, he misses. And the New York Knicks get the ball back, and they are go win the other way, folks. R.J. Barrett goes with his little stutter move. He got and folks, Jared Jackson gets himself another block, and R.J. Barrett is over here looking for the foul. One hundred six, one eleven sticks. New York. See, look at that. Uh, Euro step, and R.J. Barrett is wondering where the foul is at. No foul, folks. Just another block. And it looks like the Memphis Grizzlies have so far 16 blocks in this game. And it looks like, oh, Julius Randle draws a foul against against Clark. And he takes himself to the line to stop the clock, folks. Just about a minute 42 left in the game. So this is huge, understand? 
that you have no so before we even get to the ship, let's just talk about the other stuff. The bigger bases, which means now players can kind of fly around bases a little bit more. I'm assuming, right? You can fly around bases a little bit more and not have to worry about missing a base. It also makes you have to get that lead throw out to first um, first base out a little bit further, a little bit faster because that base is just a little. See, I don't understand. I don't know how much of a difference it's going to make, but I'm assuming that when your muscle memory is set a same a certain way, right? Let's say this kind of now this this is kind of this automatic I guess adds to because you're already you're already programmed to run and hit the bases a certain way, and some maybe some players are just slightly missing and you maybe we're seeing mistakes, but this really allows people just to fly around the bases. I or 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 or, or maybe even maybe maybe this may even start encouraging players to start stealing more bases now. Like I said, a lot of things that we are seeing. As New York Knicks have made this one one 108 to 111, we see John Moran get into the get into the lane with a nice little floater after Julius Randle made his two free throws, and and they're back up by five, folks. And we saw Julius Randle try to get the ball over to Mitchell Robinson, and those and the ball went flying right through Mitchell Robinson's hand. But instead of Julius Randle like running back down on defense, he's holding his hands up, wondering what the hell is going on, and he's literally the last person back on D. But he wants the ball back first. Julius Randle is such a frustrating player to watch. I'm telling you right now, he is such a frustrating player to watch. I can't wait till the Knicks get rid of him in the offseason. But he goes because he goes because he takes Clark off the dribble and he and he goes right into Jared Jackson and Jared Jackson blocks another shot, folks. I don't know how many blocks Jared Jackson has a low, but I know now from what the count that he gave us earlier that should be seventeen blocks now for Memphis. Jaron Jack Jaron Jackson. I don't know what I was calling him. Jaron Jackson, the junior. Which I tell you, there was two guys that I could have swore I was like, yo, junior. I could remember them being differently. Like I could have sworn they were just seen, or they were just regular names. And I don't remember them looking like this. But the two people are Jaron Jack and and um, Gary Trent. Like their children are in the leagues, and I was like, damn, when did so and so get out the league? And the fact that I'm watching their children, and I barely even realized that your dad got out the league. <laughs> right. So back to baseball. Right. We get sidetracked here on 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 on, on the Pilot Sports Podcast. We go left field more than baseball players do. So you have the short, so you have the extent, you you have the enlargement of the bases, right? You got the DH, so now you don't have to worry about the the pitches. But then the shift, the shift, like I said, the the pitch clock and the shift, the fact that you have to get this ball out your head as fast as you do now, right? But also the fact that there's a shift that's about to happen. And I hear people, and I've and I've seen there be be comparisons and complaints saying that, hey, just imagine if in baseball or on football that they decided that they want to take out the two safety rule because just just to give quarterbacks who couldn't throw the deep ball so well a better chance. And I'm like, nope, that's really not a fair comparison. What is more of a fair comparison is the NBA taking out zone defense out of the league to make the pace of play for the game faster and to give it a more aesthetically pleasing um a please yes more aesthetically pleasing effect those are the two, that that's why they did it 
like so i don't so those those comparison that people are using to f- football like ah, sorry guys correlation ain't right like yeah you ain't comparing shit properly which but those guys maybe don't watch enough enough basketball to be able to use this comparison but now this is more about this is more like bat like basketball taking up the zone because leaving the zone in there just wasn't doing it right like because that's when we had these slow ass games. The, the score was 88 to 89, 68 to 86 kind of shit. Nobody wants to see that shit anymore. We like our 115, 108 losses. We like that shit. As it looks like the New York Knicks win streak is gonna end right here in Memphis, and I'll be able to wash my pillowcases. But I ain't gonna lie, I'm gonna wash them. And I'm gonna put them rocks right back in there. Because if the Knicks can play 75% basketball. Right, for the rest of the season, and we're talking about sixteen games here. So for the next sixteen games left, you're telling me that the Knicks go twelve and four. I take that. I take twelve and four over the next sixteen games because twelve and four may just sneak you into the playoffs or into postseason play. Twelve. And four, because that means you just need Atlanta or Charlotte to do what they've been doing this whole season, and that's been playing less than five hundred basketball. Charlotte Hornets right right now out of the, out of their last ten games they're three and seven. Atlanta out of their last ten games is five and five. In the last twelve games, fifteen games I should say fifteen sixteen games. <laughs> If Atlanta Hawks right now, who are 31 and 34, right? So they have exactly 17 games left, right? I think they're, are they playing tonight? I don't know if they're playing tonight or not. Oh, they won tonight already, right? So they have just, so let's just say they go 50%, right? That's 39 wins they'll end up having. The Knicks win 12 games, they have 40. Just saying. So, if Charlotte or Atlanta do what they have done all season, and obviously Washington, do what they've been doing all season and play less than 50% basketball or less than 500 basketball, and the Knicks can play, can win four, you know, one out of every four games or lose one out of every four games and play 75% basketball, then we are talking about them sneaking in, and and, and I know I know it's gonna be hard. We're talking about our last sixteen games, right? Let's just go through it, right? Win, win, like loss, 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 win, win, loss, win, loss, 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 win, win, win. Like, let's go ahead and play that game, right? The chill or no chill, right? Or is are the Knicks gonna win or win, right? Or are they gonna lose this game, right? No chill. We don't think they're gonna win. Chill. Yeah, you know they could win here, Memphis. We see the we already see the running on the wall, and we came to this game with no chill. But let's start with Brooklyn. Brooklyn, no chill, right? That's a, that's already one. That that's let's let's let I want to keep track of this, right? That's already one in the lost column. Then we play Portland. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Portland as a win based on Portland Portland struggle, right? Washington, we kind of need that win, and let, so I'm gonna say that we get that win, and also there's no Christoph Porzingis, so we get two. Right then we play Utah. That's probably gonna be a loss. But then we play Atlanta. I'm gonna take that as a dub. We play Charlotte. We're gonna take that as a dub because we need to. We need to play Miami. That's gonna be a loss. 
we're already going down the wrong path here because we really only could lose one more game here. We play Detroit, that's a win. We play Chicago, that's a loss. We play Charlotte again, that's a win. We play Cleveland, that's a loss. We play Orlando, that's a win. We take Brooklyn, that's a loss. We play Washington, that's a win. We play Toronto, ah, that's a loss. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven losses. Knicks are out the playoffs. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight wins. I have the Knicks going eight, eight wins and seven losses. And if they go eight and seven over the la- over the next 15 games, then the New York Knicks will not be making the playoffs. I'm sorry. It'll be a nice little run. It'll be a nice little experience. But what the New York Knicks have to do, they have to find a way to win 12 games. They have to find a way to honestly win three of those games that I said were losses and win every single game that I said was a win, obviously. And obviously, as, as, as mentioned earlier, Atlanta, Washington, and Charlotte all have to play less than 500 basketball. And I don't have their record up. But I may pull that up. I might I may pull it up to talk about it on Monday, to be honest with you. So the Knicks have officially taken their loss. And baseball has taken a win. A much, much, much needed win. And you can get yourself a win too if you can do 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 do. What am I talking about, folks? I am talking about blue chew. You get yourself a win, too, if you blue chew. How do you blue chew? What is blue chew? Blue chew just happens to be a little blue pill that can give you back your throat. All you need to do is open up a pack and then head straight to the sack. Just a few chews before you do, 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 do. And this little blue pill has the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So this is one opportunity that you just can't miss. Just you gotta. You too can beat it up like a boss. I'm sorry, my bad. For a very low cost, you can beat it up like a boss. And she will love how you come through like a champ when you blue chew in advance. And if you use this week's promo code, and this week is almost over, folks, so make sure you get your you get it in there. If you use this week's promo code of L V S J Lima Victor Sierra Juliet, you can get your first free you get yourself your first order of blue chew for free yes folks for free just use the just use the code given to you from the good folks at my t the only thing that you have to do is pay your shipping and handling so listen listen it's five dollars pay your postal workers they out there rain sleet snow and hail like the, the most like the, the the most you can do is give them your your frowsy five dollars <laughs> blue chew I will tell you, you're going to get your little packet and you're going to wonder, what do I do with this? What do I do with this? There's only two things you got to do. You chew it and then you do it. That's it. You chew it, then you do it. You chew it and do it. You chew it and do it. Blue chew. Just do it, baby. Or just chew it, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and drop another bomb somewhere, right? Let's hit it. Let's let's go hit. (laughs) 
let, let's go catch up with the folks in the NBA last night, folks. Because the NBA last night, they had a nice little doubleheader. They were showcasing four of the biggest teams in the league. So four of the biggest stars in the league. We had Brooklyn with Kevin Durant, Philly with Joel Embiid, Golden State with with Stephen Curry, and Denver with, with, with Nikolai Jokic, right? Nikola Jokic. Nikola. Nikola. Nikola Jokic. Right, so so we had a nice little showcase, and like a lot of, a lot of former MVPs in last night's, in last night's programming, and possibly even one future MVP as well. Right, now, the first night, the first game of the night was supposed to be this Brooklyn versus Philly game, right? And this is the game that. It's circled for a bunch of different reasons. Brooklyn and Philly, one of the two best teams in the league, right? Philly, one of the best teams in the East. Period. Brooklyn struggling, working their way up right now. Is Brooklyn? If Brooklyn right now, the, the players with the start today, they'll be in the they'll they'll be in the playing tournament. But this is a game for a bunch of reasons. Not only because these guys can pop, that these guys can also that these guys can also possibly meet each other in the playoffs. But you already see, um these these are two teams that just did a, a massive trade for each other. All right. And in that trade, you saw two big superstars be moved around, one James Harden and one Ben Simmons, right? Among uh, as well as a bunch of, bunch of other an- ancillary pieces like Steph Curry and Steph Seth Curry, right? And and some and some other guys. So in a weird way, this this does have some revenge game going on to it plus also future playoff implications like i said this is a big game and this is a game that ben simmons should have returned in but ben simmons is playing is is playing in injury politics and he and he maneuvered his and he has maneuvered his way to make sure that his return is after this game because he didn't want to have to deal with the booze and the crowd and the visceral and, and the vis and, and and the visceral statements and 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 just negativity that Philly was going to be spewing at him. And as a and as a fan, this is the time that all that that kind of energy is one hundred percent acceptable, right? You should never you should never say this kind of shit to people or do that to people in their regular life. But hey, this is where this kind of stuff is acceptable. We should never be. We should never get to a point where all we all we all we're left to do is just cheer them or just shut up because. Just when I said you'd rather have those booze than be in a than, than be in a quiet arena and just hear crickets. I'm just saying. I'd rather boo you on every shop than just sit there and be like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And you're not doing well. Let's just be quiet. Because I'm telling you this right now, there's nothing worse than having that they're quiet in a home arena. And you don't want them, you don't want them quiet in us, but yeah, let's continue. The booze came out for Ben Simmons and they came out early, right? And they came out early, and they also kind of stopped early. And they stopped early because of one simple thing. Ben Simmons isn't playing. So I get that Brooklyn blew out Philly 129 to 100. It doesn't really matter to me, right? And it doesn't matter to me because it wasn't you. You didn't blow out Philly. You didn't contribute. You weren't with your people. You weren't with them shooting in the gym. No, that wasn't you. That was Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. 
They went out there and they fought your battle. That's that. Your big brother had to fight your fight against your equal. So now you see Ben Simmons as he's getting booed. He's laughing it up and chucking it up. And, and all of a sudden he's over here now carrying himself as if you are a participant in why the crowd is silent. As if you are a participant in beating Philly, in beating 76ers, in beating Joel Embiid, in beating James Harden. You are a participant in James Harden's struggles. You participated and celebrated as if you had anything to do with what we saw on the court or the progress or the positivity that was portrayed by Brooklyn. So then you know, I'm telling you right now, Mr. Whack Prince of Philly, it's not easier coming to Brooklyn. Because I'm going to tell you this. From day one in Brooklyn, in Philly, they kind of cheer you. They didn't start booing you until the last game and start holding you accountable to that last game. Uh, 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 uh. You know what happens when you come to Brooklyn? You're going to have those expectations from day one. And we ain't going to let you get away with, with little petty bullshit. We ain't going to let you come out there and stick your chest out and stomp your feet as if you had anything to do with what we just seen or saw. Seen or saw. Nah, B, you sat there and you did exactly what I did to get that win. Absolutely nothing. You part, you got just as many minutes as I did. We made just the, the same amount of shots. Shit, I even took more jump shots than you, to be honest with you. So, you think that you have overcome or he thinks that oh now he has at least heard the philly crowd and heard what they can and heard what they're going to do and what they what they're going to bring out right what they're going to bring and he feels like oh okay i can get through this now. i can get past this now uh-uh uh-uh because see you know what didn't happen you didn't get booed every time you touched the ball you didn't get booed every time you were on the court. You got booed when they first saw you. You got a little bit more booing in the beginning. And then they had to focus on the product on their court. And that's their team getting blown the fuck out. And then that's New Yorkers would do Philly fans. Then they and they started booing their own team. But that don't mean the next time that you come and play that they're not going to boo you. You understand? All you did was prolong the inevitable. And lucky for you, you got Kevin Durant and Kyrie over there to cover your back and get yourself and get that team a nice little win to make you feel confident that okay, you know what? Maybe I can help them do this too. But it's gonna be different, and I still we still can't wait because it's gonna be different now when Joel Embiid runs a pick to ISO you on him, and he works you down low. Who draws that always starts drawing those fouls on you because you're too small. That's gonna be different. Now, when you are the point, you bring that ball up. Now those boos are lingering the whole time. Every time. This isn't just gonna happen this time. 
This ain't just gonna happen the next time you play. This ain't, if you guys meet in the playoffs, this ain't just gonna happen in this playoff series. No, 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 no. Even if Philly manages to beat Brooklyn, which I don't think they're gonna do, which is gonna help add to it, you Ben Simmons are gonna get booed every single time, and every t- and any time that you show weakness, they're gonna come after your neck. And I'm telling you, it's gonna come to the point where where Ben Simmons is gonna have to become is gonna have to become. Like how Russell Simmons, I'm missing, I'm, I'm, uh, damn, the word is escaping me. It starts with a C. He's not cantankerous, right? But he's going to have to start getting nasty with Philly back too. That's, what, that's what's going to end up happening after, after a certain amount of time of Brooklyn just beating Philly's ass and beating Philly's ass and beating Philly's ass. That's going to end up happening. He's contentious. That's the word I'm looking for. He's going to have to start becoming contentious um, towards Philly and the Philly crowd. And he's got to start giving it back to them the way that they've, they've been giving it to him. But you only can start giving it back to them once you're on the court and you actually start participating and being an active member of your team's winning. Because as long as you're a bystander of your team's winning, then you haven't done anything. As long as you're an anchor to your team's winning, you're not doing anything. Got to make sure you pull your fair share. Because if you're not pulling your fear sure then you're just being unfair to everybody else that you call a teammate that you call a partner that you that, that you call an amigo you understand this ain't just basketball this is life so the revenge game kind of happened right but it didn't happen Kyrie Irving went off and like I said they were personal revenge game portions of this Brooklyn wants to beat Philly because they're just technically, technically a better, they're higher seeded team. Seth Curry wanted to show like, yo, you guys got up, got rid of a real asset here. And look, I'm in an offense now where I probably had more freedom than I've ever had before. And he comes out, he drops 24 points. I told you already. Having one of the blood splash brothers, Right. Having one of the Blood Sprass brothers is a benefit for New York, especially in this kind of offense when he can now go all out, not have to worry about so many, so many organizational restrictions when it comes to running the offense. Kyrie Irving drops 21. This is a personal revenge game because we heard the rumors already. The moment he, the moment, the moment James Harden left, we heard the rumors. They went one on one about a hundred times. Kyrie Irving bust his ass like ninety three out of those times, and then called him trash. So we knew that was going to be a personal matchup. And what happened? Kyrie Irving looked like he could play that. He may not play a lot of defense, but he could play defense on James Harden. He could play defense on 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 on, on Stephen Curry, kind of. So there was layers to what this revenge game was. The only everybody got their piece of the cake. Everybody got their pound of flesh. Except for the whack prince of Philly. Or the whack prince of Australia.
we still have to see how he performs. But one thing that he was able to see, though, as a basketball player, he was able to at least watch and see about how they went about picking apart his former team, how they exploited his former team's weaknesses. He was able to see that firsthand. And now when they all come and take the court together, maybe that gives a little bit of confidence. Like, hey, if I can do this, if we can do that, we can do this, we'll beat them. But I, by the time they play again, he would have gotten his momentum. He would have gotten in momentum. He would have, he would have hopefully gotten some of his mojo back. You know what I mean? Got a couple of fosters in him and, and, and be able to go out there swinging. But this game right here meant nothing for Ben Simmons. As, as far as the Ben Simmons saga is, is concerned. This just basically paused it. This wasn't even us getting a glimpse of what to expect. Because Ben Simmons never put his foot on the courts to face his fears like a man. No. He took the easy way out. It's not going to be easier the next time. Because the next time you guys may play, they may actually be in a playoff scenario. And if that's the first time that you really want to go up against a crowd that is just waiting to boo you, it may be a cold night in Philly in the middle of June for you, Ben. But luckily for you, you got Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and Seth Curry. What better cushion of shooters and scorers to have around you than that? Because I'm telling you guys, you ain't seen it yet. Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Kyrie Irving, because Seth and because Seth and Kyrie could play the one and two. Ben at the three, Kevin Durant at the four. Who the fuck? If you whoever you want to put at the Lamarcus Aldridge at the five. Um, 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 Blake Griffin at the five, who can still catch a couple of alley oops or two. This is gonna be an interesting lineup. Or you put, or you put Ben Simmons or Kevin Durant at the five, and you throw, and you throw um Joe Harris in that. That's if Joe Harris is still on the team. <laughs> or you, or you even throw Cam Johnson in there. That's gonna be a scary team to see play. When they decide to go five out and surround Ben Simmons with shooters, and then you have to worry about him guarding him one on one and him taking you through the lane. Because I think what we did see is that, hey, you know what? If I put you on, if I put you on James Hall, you think you can handle that now? All right, good. Bet. You got him. I'm gonna take a breather. <laughs> and then it was the Golden State and Portland game, right? Because uh, so I think I think I think I've told all I needed to talk about this Ben Simmons shit. Right? But then after that, we have Golden State and Denver. Oh no, also, one quick thing. Um, James Harden happened to pass some insignificant player for, for third all time and three pointers made. Some shit like that. But let's talk about the guy that leads that that holds the number one headband for most three pointers made, and that's one Steph Curry. And Stephen Curry and the Golden State Warriors went went to go take on the Denver Nuggets, and they beat them one thirteen to one oh two. And Steph will put up thirty four points, nine rebounds, and three assists. You see, Kyrie, you you see um, 
Clay, you see Clay add another 18 points, and Jordan Poole will come off the bench and add 21 points of his own. MVP candidate, the Joker, will drop 23 points on 12 on with 12 rebounds and nine assists. And you would and and folks, this is one of those games. Like, this is not, it was a good game. Like, it was a good game for the most part. It was, it was, it was nice and tight for for, for for a good portion of the game. Um, Joker got himself into some early foul trouble. Um, took himself um, that took himself out of the game. You see, um, in those early foul troubles, you see, you see, um, Stephen Curry get some extended play time in the third quarter. During that extended play time, he would he would end up going off, and they would probably I think they went like eleven three run to go ahead and turn this game around, and after, and after, and after that they didn't look back. That's really his whole entire Golden State Portland. I'm game. This game didn't have as much hype around it. It was just, it was just the players that that they had. It's the plays that they had going on, folks. And trust me, we still have games going on in the background. And I'm trying to get this game back on the ground because if we had the Lakers playing. And it's, and it's fitting that we have the Lakers playing because the next thing that we are going to talk about, Lakers taking on the Washington Wizards. In this game, I am really, truly rooting for the Lakers to win this game now <laughs> because they're taking on Washington. And Washington's one of those teams as, that is ahead of the New York Knicks. But um, you see in that I. The reason why I'm glad we're talking, we see the Lakers now, because there's a, there's a new thing going on around the league that saying support for Russ. And I'm going to talk out both sides of my mouth for half a second here, right? Possibly, right? And only and and, and you you guys will will understand in, in a minute. Early on, Lakers are up 21 to 17. As we told you in this game, LeBron James is eight assists away from having ten thousand assists and being the only person to have the numbers that he has, that he has, like ten thousand something assists, whatever, however many rebounds and however many points. LeBron James just got blocked like three times at the rim, but they did what they were supposed to do. They had Russ bring the ball up like a bottle of lightning, and then LeBron James was supposed to come in behind them. Fast and Furious, and he's going to come in there fast and furious and finish off the ball, but LeBron James can't get up like that anymore, and, you know, those hops. But 29 points per, 29.3 points this season, highest since his 2009-2010 season when he put up 29.7 points. Ah. So, like I said, we're still in the association. Now, there's a new thing that's going around called support for Russ, Right. And this is actually something that that I first noticed because we heard one, we saw one um, Stephen Curry talk about how he has about how he's support for us, and I don't quite get what the support for us needs to be, right? Support for us, support for us. Russ isn't in danger. He's not locked up. He's not hurt. He hasn't lost anyone. He's just playing bad. He he just looks like he's kind of washed. You know, two knee surgeries. He's an explosive player. He's in his he's in his mid thirties. Not everybody is LeBron James and Tom Brady. Not everybody is now in the new standards of longevity. Not everybody is Vince Carter. Not everybody is these guys that can play for twenty years or so, right? Not everybody. That's because LeBron James did it. Just because Tom Brady did it. Doesn't mean that, oh, Christoph Porzingis is playing. So we got a nice little matchup between Camilla Anthony and Christoph Porzingis. Ooh, looky here, looky here. Two former Knicks. Christoph Porzingis backs up Camilla Anthony. 
folks you see him with a high post tries to bank it off the he tries to bank it off the he tries to he tries to he tries to turn around bank off the backboard but he misses it folks Camilla Anthony beats him down the court LeBron James has the ball up he sits he dishes out to Camilla Anthony Camilla Anthony gets himself a three-pointer in transition 26 to 17 Lakers so his whole support for Russ when they, listen, there's actually somebody that actually kind of needs more support. It's actually one of his teammates, right? But his whole support for us, I don't, I don't need to, I don't, I don't think there needs to be a support for Russ movement, but I get it, right? In a weird way, I get it. Like I said, he's not in trouble. He's not hurt. He's not in danger. He just look, he just looks washed. And not everybody, and it's okay to look washed at 34 years old because, to be honest with you, that's the age that we kind of have. For most players generally being washed. It's about 34 to 30, like around 34, 35, 36. What we've been seeing lately has been anomalies happening due to due to information, exercise, and fitness and nutrition. Right? Players have gotten smarter about how they recover their body. There's no Bradley Bill. I didn't realize that Bradley Bill had a left hand broken. This team is all Christoph Porzingis. Oh, man, I really hope they fall. And they fall fast and hard. Pause. This Bradley Beal is unvaccinated. That's why you see him with the ma- with a mask on, but kind of not wearing the mask, kind of like wearing the mask, how, how I wear a mask when I'm, people tell me that I need to wear a mask while working. And I'm like, I'm not really going to wear this mask. I'm vaccinated. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. So... I don't, I don't quite understand why there needs to be a movement. But in a weird way, I think I do. Because we mentioned this at the beginning of the season. And we tried to warn you. Curry saying support for Russ kind of threw me off. I'm like, I don't understand why there needs to be support for Russ. But it's based off something that Kevin Durant also kind of warned us about as well, too. And that is playing with LeBron James and the drama that playing with LeBron James brings and how he's a little ball dominant. Well, in the beginning of the season, we were happy to see Russell Wilson come to the Lakers for one reason and one reason only. We thought that Russ could possibly also get a ring. So we were happy for that. Now, on the other note, well, on the other side, we were worried for Russ. So this is why I'm probably now understand why Stephen Curry did what he did. We were worried for Russ because we knew that if the Lakers started losing, he was going to be the scapegoat. Now, they tried different things, right? They got Rondo out of there. They 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 threatened to fire the coach. He talked about the general manager, and then the energy shifted to Russ. And we warned you in the beginning of the season that this was going to happen. So while I don't think there needs to be any support for Russ, I do believe in a weird way now there needs to be support for us because if you don't look at this thing full picture, right, and, and, and grasp the whole entire scope of things, you know, look at it macro instead of micro, you know, a lot of people are just going to blame Russ. And, and 
overlook how the team is made, how the lineup, um, how the how the lineups, how the lineups are being run when the teams are, when 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 is when it's when it, when Russ is on the court. You understand like how the LeBron James factor affects things. Listen, one of the things I mentioned all the time is that what happens when you get to LeBron when you get with LeBron James, you no longer have your story of your own. When LeBron James is on your team, it's no longer your story. It becomes the LeBron James era when you were there. Remember, Kyrie Irving's story took a massive change. Kyrie was supposed to be the guy on that team. All of a sudden, it went from him being the guy on the team to LeBron James being the guy on the team. And then all of a sudden, it was no longer a Kyrie Irving story. It was always a LeBron James story. Listen, Kyrie, the only time you heard about it being a Kyrie Irving story was when you thought that him and Kyrie wasn't getting along. Or when Kyrie finally hit the game, the, the championship winning shot. Like I said, what? And that is because the LeBron James story got added to it. And then what ends up happening because he hits that game-winning shot? Now all of a sudden, Kyrie's effect on the team is height is is, is heightening and it's and 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 it's and it's skyrocketing, as if Kyrie Irving has ever made a team better. He may can score, he may can hit some shots. He has never made a team that he has led better. Cleveland wasn't a better team with him. Boston wasn't a better team with him. Cleveland was better a better team with him. And Bo- and Brooklyn was a better team without him. So I I I get it. There's a LeBron James effect. And that LeBron James effect will overshadow your own personal story. And it will make and when LeBron James loses, it's never LeBron James's fault. Because how can it be LeBron James's fault, right? When LeBron James is averaging the second most points that he's ever averaged since his since his dominant season in Miami, whatever season that was, they just they just pointed out. Like how can Le, how can this be LeBron James's fault when LeBron James is on course to be one of the scoring leaders this season? How can it be LeBron James's fault? When, when, when he possibly may win a scoring title this season. Oh, no. But trust me, there's a LeBron James effect. And depending on the kind of... Listen, it's the reason why Chris... Listen, Chris Bosh, while he was young and, and still young enough to adopt, remember, Chris Bosh ended up, end up basically becoming a perimeter player for the most part while LeBron James was there. And it helped him. He was already shooting from 18 feet. It has made you extend it out to 25. It helped them. Eleven-time All-Star, eleven-time All-Star, um, Chris Bosh, who's been there more times than guys like Camilla Anthony and David Robinson and a slew of other names that you'll be surprised about. I don't think he makes him better than them. He, he just got, he just got, he just got lucky during the time. So, in a weird way, I want to say, like, you know what? I also want to add. I want to give my support to Russ as well, because I because support because Russell Wilson is going to need some kind of support to help his good name from being besmirched because LeBron James can't get his shit together. Or LeBron James isn't holding up his end of the bargain of being the best player in the league and helping his team win. Now to speak about another teammate of of 
of Dwight Howard and them. I mean, of, of LeBron James and, and and Russell Wilson, Russell Westbrook. There's one Dwight Howard, and I don't know how much deep I want to go into this. All right. But have you seen this shit with Dwight Howard? Have you seen this shit with Dwight Howard? Like, like this is one of those topics I need somebody to talk with normally. So I'm going to hold this off until the tea of the weekend. Until Monday. But have you seen this story with Dwight Howard? If you haven't. Listen, we only got about 15 minutes left in the podcast. I don't want to spend a lot of time. But if you haven't, go ahead and look that up. When we return on Monday, we going to talk about this shit with Dwight Howard. Because this Dwight Howard thing is crazy, B. But just like how the NFL's offseason have been. Folks, like I said, the reason why I didn't want to go too deep into Dwight Howard's saga Right, but I am gonna tell to make sure I'm gonna tell you guys to make sure that you do that you do at least go go let's, let's just go look at it real quick and then we'll talk about this on Monday. Cause I, I listen, I'm not talking about this with my goddamn self, but this shit's bananas. On Monday, maybe I will. But call up. Call definitely call in. The phone lines will be open on Monday for you guys to call in about that shit. We'll be started on time on Monday. But let's go, let's cause Listen, one more thing, basketball, outside of Dwight, this the Dwight Howard story. We, we're going to be keeping an eye on this, on this New York um, COVID mandate because it looks as if the tide is flowing to the point where they're probably going to lift the mandates that are there. It's just when. And obviously, we know the lifting of the mandates benefits one Kyrie Irving as l- while he's playing in New York. But we all know what the if in the room is. What happens if he plays Toronto? Canada ain't got shit to do with us. But let's go into the NFL, right? And, and, let's, and, let's, and let's talk about some of these moves and some of the things that is, is, is going on is going on in is going on in the NFL, right? As we talked about sometime last week about one Amari Cooper and about his possibilities of right his possibilities of being moved. Now, one thing that we do know about, right? Uh, one thing that we did we did that we have to kind of correct is that we heard that Amari Cooper was possibly being released. If Amari Cooper gets released by the Dallas Cowboys, you understand? And we, we 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 talked about the possible teams that he that he can land himself at. Now, from what we're hearing, he's not going to be just flat out released. There's actually a trade market for Amari Cooper, so we're gonna keep eyes. We're gonna keep our eyes on ear and our ears to the ground about that one as that one starts to develop a little bit more and see exactly on um, where he gets traded to and exactly what teams start giving up for. Ah, she just punched me in the dick. <laughs> and see what trade options are are available. As you as you guys know. I'm gonna be listening to a lot of to see if see if the Miami Dolphins or I'm getting involved in this. We're gonna see how the Jets get involved in this. We'll see how the Giants get involved in this, and whatever, and, and see what else whatever teams are are, talk, are looking around it because there are teams with some assets at the top of this draft that may not that may not mind giving up a second round pick or so to get a guy like Amari Cooper. And we're talking about these two New York teams that have two number one picks. A second-round pick for Amari Cooper means nothing to them. 
So keep an eye out, New York fans. Keep an eye out, Florida fans. Let's see what let, let's see what all of our teams do with Amari Cooper now being on the market. Now, besides Amari Cooper being on the market, probably the biggest name now on the market as we speak is one Deshaun Watson. Yes, folks, it is official. He is no longer in the danger zone. Deshaun Watson has been cleared of all criminal charges by a grand jury. That happened earlier today. So as we speak right now, Deshaun Watson can officially play in the NFL again because there's nothing for any team to worry about. And he can officially get traded. Now, from what I heard that during his civil grand jury, Deshaun Watson basically pled the fifth, as in not to, this is a civil grand jury, right? Because they, they, he pled the fifth in the civil grand jury as to not incriminate himself for, 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 for future and possible criminal charges. So that, so if you have to ask me about my personal beliefs, that sounds a little bit sketchy. That for these 22 women that accused you of some kind of improper sexual act, you just basically had to plead the fifth. Because if you divulged anything, you would divulge too much. So it sounds to me like Deshaun Watson may have some scumbaggery in his DNA. We don't know if he's a flat-out piece of poop and deserves to, deserve to be in the piece of poop award category. But he definitely have some... What did I just say? What was what I used? Scumbaggery in his DNA. But now that brings up the question. Where does Deshaun Watson go? And the first thing that popped in my head, I'm not going to lie to you guys, which was also probably the first rumor that I heard of him going to. But it popped in my head before the, before I saw it as a rumor. I said, I, said, I said, I don't know what I don't know what happened first. Did did, did Google target my brain and and and, and troll me for I and, and troll me because of my ideas, or was this an actual rumor? Because you know you be thinking some shit, and all of a sudden you be seeing Google ads for that motherfucker. Like, how did you know this, Google? I didn't even say this out loud yet. I was just thinking that shit. <laughs> so. Want me to put you on camera, babes? No, thank you. Stop. Okay. I didn't. Just relax. I asked if you wanted me to. Don't snap on me because I mm. said stop. No, would you stop? You started grabbing my equipment. You did. You turned my camera up. And you turned the camera on. I didn't turn the camera on. I asked you if you wanted me to. The that's camera's always sit, on. That's why I be sitting on the floor off camera of you doing what I do because you sneaky. You sneaky. You sneaky. You sneaky. If I was sneaky, you just don't understand what I be doing. I wouldn't be here with you. Exactly. You hear that shit? Every day I live in fear. Of my, I live my life in fear. <laughs> I, don't give a, I don't give a fuck what none of y'all think. He's a fucking evil ass mother. He's a great potting, I mean, podcaster, but besides that, he's fucking evil as shit. He's sneaky as fuck, like, but besides that, he's great radio personality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you hear this shit? You hear this shit? Yeah, you, 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 you heard all that, right? In, in the undertone, right? I'm glad you guys caught all that. So... We're at the end. And Deshaun Watson is on the market. And the first team that popped into my mind. So I just thought, you know what? It would be ironic that the coach that 
should have coached, should have gotten that job and didn't. And end up going elsewhere and getting screwed. And then having to be signed by the first team to actually put in a, you need to put more black people on your team rule. The Roonies in Pittsburgh. There's a lot of people like the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like that, they're, they're very down for the culture. It's not on. <laughs> like, why would I have a, a seat of an empty seat? Aren't you talking to the people? Yeah, it's mostly letting you know that you don't have to do your. Damn it, what was that movie? They cannot see me. That you don't have to do your entrapment shit. They can't shit. see me. Why are you so worried about it? I'm just letting you know. Okay, that you don't the have camera to, must be on. That you don't have to do your whole okay, entrapment can you, shit. Can you, can you hey, you focus. Focus over here. Focus. But, yeah. but still, you don't have to do your whole like entrapment yours. thing, you know what I mean, to avoid a camera that's not on. That's what I was trying to let you know. Why are you sneaky? Whatever. You're, you're paranoid. Shit that I gotta fucking deal with, and I live with him. Paranoia. That's the kind of shit we have to deal with. No. It's not. It's listen. What did the Uso say? It's not just paranoia. It's the Usos. <laughs> Alrighty. But you should be paranoid, folks. If Deshaun Watson is now able to become a, now able to play football again and to go to whichever team of his liking. The first team I thought about is probably the first team that I saw it being mentioned about. That's the one Pittsburgh Steelers. And if the Pittsburgh Steelers can go ahead and reset their clock after just using losing Ben Roethlisberger, and we know about the kind of coaching lineage that they have on their staff, you now start off your team again with Deshaun Watson, and you put him under Mike Tomlin, and you convince, and now Mike Tomlin may convince him to stay there for twelve years. Because we know what kind of what kind of people the Roonies are, and they not only help resurrect his career but his image, because his image is going to need a complete makeover. And if you can, and and if and if you can make over Ben Roethlisberger's image after after an accused rape charge, then you can make over Deshaun Watson's image after after twenty two a case sexual charges, twenty two accused cases. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Twenty-two hey, you want some Southern comfort? No, 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 not, 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 not unless we, we, we plan on getting violent in bed tonight. I, I guess yeah. Give me. Let's. You know, you want to have a shot with me? I hate someone. Coming. I just looked over and I was like, damn, that's the only alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, like we didn't drink everything else and left that shit up there. <laughs> like you know, nobody wants to fuck with an alcohol when you drink everything around it and it's the last man standing. Like, hey. Y'all ain't gonna drink me. And you have plenty of nights when you're like, damn, I need a drink. And that shit don't even come across our mind. <laughs> it's almost been a year that shit been up there. You playing. Damn. You know the only thing I have here that's longer than a year that has alcohol in it is wine. <laughs> <laughs> and I think one thing of cognac down there that somebody gave me. Yeah. And I learned it might not even be a cognac, maybe an argonaut. Auctioning off a nice aged bottle of Southern Comfort for anyone who wants it. Partially used. <laughs> Yes, it's in mint condition. I should say, right? But it is from my tea's room. That means it holds a lot of value. Think about it, everyone. The stories that the stories that it has seen that is going to come out when you drink it. 
Maybe we should not. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're gonna have a flashback of all my experiences by drinking that Southern Comfort. You're like, yeah, oh shit! No one's buying that shit like, wow, where are we? Is this Space Mountain? I didn't even know you like roller coasters. Wee, wee. But I like roller coasters. And we are in for one roller coaster of an off season. <coughs> with now with the likes of Deshaun Watson being being added into the mix. But folks, this is not just football's off season. With the fact that now baseball has just cleared up their their labor agreements. Expect a massive influx of, of, of movement coming from baseball, too. If I'm not mistaken, they had, I want to say 300. But I want to say they had about 150 free agents or people that needed to be signed. But I really think it's about 300 players they had that they had that need to sign a contract. We're going to see a lot of money being moved around. And we're going to see a lot of players. We're going to see a lot of players getting signed to a lot of contracts. So pay attention to, to baseball's offseason because we have now, between now and April 7th, for them to get their rosters filled out and, and get ready to give us some stick ball, right? We got footballs. We got footballs offseason that has to happen before they go in. Uh, um, that happens before they go into their draft. A lot of their movements, right? And then we have the drafts. And then we have the draft and the draft signing. Remember, the draft is on March thirty first. Before we get any of this in, we have WrestleMania coming on April seventh. We have Platinum Pro Wrestling's um 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 shit. What's the name of this event? I just lost my, my whole momentum. Don't worry. We'll have that ready for you on Monday because Platinum Pro Wrestling's event is coming to you the weekend of the 18th and the weekend of the 25th in Collier Fair in Naples, folks. I am your ring announcer. I'll be there all three days. I'll be there all fucking three days. No matter what the fuck I'm doing. I'm going to be there. I'll be there all. That's probably another reason why I need to make, I need to get money. You know, you know what I mean? The way I need to get money where I can't do this. Yo, I'm getting paid next week kind of shit. Where I need money in my hand like every two days because we got that Collier Fair trip coming we up. driving back and because you know gas like five dollars a gallon, right? I know. All across the board, like yeah. regulator premium. Listen, it's deep, e so it's either to be the so it's either we spend one hundred fifty and we stay up there the whole weekend, every both weekends, or we spend one hundred and fifty in gas that weekend. Naples, at least it's a whole bunch of Winoma drivers there. How about this, baby? Start looking up hotels or some shit for that okay. area. I'm for 